Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Thursday, January 19th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, Janine Rubenstein back with you. I'd like to give a big shout out to the lovely and talented Charlotte Triggs for filling in for me. Thank you, Charlotte. I had a blast on CBS's The Talk yesterday. So much fun. But of course, I miss talking to all of you. And fortunately, there's a lot to discuss today, including the breaking news surrounding the film Rust and the onset shooting death of its cinematographer, Helena Hutchins. Earlier today, the state of New Mexico said they will be bringing formal charges against members of the film's production team, including producer and actor Alec Baldwin. We'll take a deep dive into what this means for Baldwin, but first, let's get you caught up on what else has been swirling around out there today. We begin with the disappearance of actor Julian Sands. The family of the Ocean's 13 actor reported him missing to authorities on Friday after he did not return from hiking up Southern California's deadly Mount Baldy. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department told people, quote, around 7.30 p.m. on Friday, January 13th, a hiker was reported missing in the Baldy Bowl area. And they added, a search crew was sent out, but because of weather conditions, they were pulled on Saturday. Helicopters and drones will be out there to continue to search, weather permitting. The 65-year-old English actor starred in a slew of films such as Warlock and Leaving Las Vegas and currently resides in North Hollywood. The local police department shared that due to high winds, the weather on the mountain has been adverse and extremely dangerous in the past few weeks. Authorities also stated that they have responded to 14 rescue missions on Mount Baldy in the last four weeks alone. We are hoping for the best for Sands and his family as the search continues. It's been a busy 20 2023 for Boy Meets World star Ben Savage. Last week, Savage revealed on Instagram that he is engaged to now fiance Tessa Angermeyer. Big congrats to them. But today, we learned that Savage is looking to get into politics. Paperwork filed with the Federal Election Commission yesterday shows the creation of a committee for Savage's campaign to run for Congress. Savage plans to run Democrat in California's 30th district, currently held by Representative Adam Schiff, who is expected to run for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Dianne Feinstein. This is not the first time the 42-year-old has run for public office, though. In 2022, Savage ran for a seat on the West Hollywood City Council. Savage said then he was running because, quote, people have become disappointed with the direction the city is heading. Back in 2003, while attending Stanford, Savage was an intern for Senator Arlen Specter of Pennsylvania. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll become Congressman Savage. But to me, he'll always be that sweet, lovably verbose Corey Matthews. And now we're shifting our focus to the news that broke earlier today, where members of the production staff, including producer and actor Alec Baldwin, will be charged in the fatal onset shooting of Russ cinematographer Helena Hutchins. 
This morning, New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwise announced that Rust actor and producer Alec Baldwin and film armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Helena was killed on the film Santa Fe County set in 2021 by a live bullet fired from a prop gun that Baldwin was holding, but he maintains that he did not pull the weapon's trigger. There is a lot to break down on what this means, so here to help us understand it all today is People's Movies Associate Editor, Ben Van Hoos. Ben, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, Ben, first, let's talk about the charges to come and what they mean for Alec and Hannah. Both of them will be charged in the alternative with two counts of manslaughter, meaning a jury will then decide not only whether they are guilty, but also under which legal definition of involuntary manslaughter. These charges aren't filed yet, but they said it'll be formally filed by the end of the month. A conviction for the first count is 18 months in jail and up to a $5,000 fine if convicted. And another one, since it involves a gun in New Mexico, their law says if that one is found guilty, then it's a mandatory sentencing of five years. The director, Joel Souza, who was also shot and injured on set, There's no charges in that specific instance. Basically, the prosecutor said that they think that there's enough sufficient evidence to file criminal charges and reiterated that no one is above the law and everyone deserves justice. Mm. Also, the prosecutor said in a statement that if any of the three people involved had done their job, then Helena would still be alive today. Wow. So three people, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls, who we got some interesting stuff about him, right? He is not facing impending charges. And why is that? Yeah, so he's the assistant director on the movie. He took a plea agreement and cooperated with the prosecutors to take a misdemeanor charge. So he'll pay a lesser fine and a lesser charge. But In a statement, he denies handing a firearm to Mr. Baldwin at all on set. Well, ever since this incident, it seems as though Alec Baldwin has kind of continued with life and business as usual. He also thought he wouldn't be charged in this case. So what are your thoughts on that? We're in touch with both of their legal teams. And basically, the statements we got today seem to be that they're denying it and they're saying they're going to push back against these charges once they're filed formally. We have a statement from Alex's attorney who said this decision distorts Helena's tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there's a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked who assured him the gun did not have live rounds and they reiterated that they will fight these charges and they believe they'll win. And that quote is aligned with his previous comment from his lawyer who maintains that he did not pull the trigger in this case. And it was more of the same from Hannah's team as well, right? Her lawyers said that she's, of course, very emotional about the tragic accident, but they also stressed that she did not commit involuntary manslaughter. And they said these charges are the result of a flawed investigation and an inaccurate understanding of the full facts. Now, the thing that really took me by surprise today was what Helena's family had to say. So what did they say? So if you remember back in October, there was a separate wrongful death case that was settled between Baldwin and the Rust producers and Helena's widower, Matthew. And at the time, he fully supported the finishing of the movie and became an executive producer. 
And he said that they're not interested in putting blame on Alec Baldwin. They want to move forward. But then today, after these charges were announced, they basically said that they're in full support, they want justice, and that they will cooperate with the prosecution. Wow. So, I mean, what happens now? What does the next step in this process even look like? So we still have to wait for these charges to be formally filed by the end of this month, as they outlined. And then after that, there will be more court appearances. But the district attorney told CNN that they're not asking for any arrests and that there will be a formal summons and they'll show up in court to make their case and plead however they want before a trial happens, if it happens. In that interview with CNN, the district attorney said that just because it's an accident doesn't mean that it's not criminal. Unintentional, as she pointed out, means they didn't mean to do it. They didn't have the intent to kill, but it happened anyway. And it happened because of more than mere negligence, because they didn't exercise due caution. Well, finally, What's happening with that set, with the film Rust? Back in October, as you said, they were looking to start production back up this month. I'm wondering if that is even a possibility. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, so they had said January 2023 would be when they resume production. I mean, sources told other outlets that they would move the production to California somewhere instead of New Mexico. And there were some of his co-stars who seemed excited on social media saying they wanted to finish it for Helena. But we haven't had word yet if there's plans to still finish the movie. I'm sure these charges might conflict with the plans, but I guess what remains to be seen. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being here on this developing story. I know there will be more updates by the time this show even airs and in the coming days. So, guys, make sure to go to people.com for all the most up-to-date information. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Coming up, we are joined by our own Lene Brody to recap everything that came out of last night's Shotgun Wedding premiere and all of the news surrounding the film's leading lady, the one and only Jenny from the Block. But first, have you noticed it's been a little quiet out there in Kardashian land? Well, the Kardashian-Jenner clan made some 2023 headlines yesterday, and after the break, we catch you up on America's favorite family to follow. Stay right there. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. 
are back and it's time to catch up on the royal family of reality TV, the Kardashians. Speaking of royalty, Kim Kardashian forked over quite a fortune to acquire a rare belonging of Princess Diana's. A source tells people that the model and mogul purchased the diamond-encrusted amethyst Atala cross pendant famously worn by Diana. The Kardashian star bid for the piece at Sotheby's annual Royal and Noble auction and snagged the necklace for a cool $197,453, which, according to Sotheby's, that price tag was double its pre-auction estimate. But I guess that's just Kardashian couch change, right? (laughs) The pendant features square-cut amethyst accented by circular-cut diamonds and weighs in at 5.25 carats. A source also shared with us that Kim K is honored to own such a fine piece of jewelry, once worn by the late Princess of Wales. Princess Diana wore the piece on multiple occasions, most notably being the Birthrights 1987 London Charity Gala, supporting the organization's humanitarian work for those in pregnancy and childbirth. No word yet on when Kim K plans to show off her new accessory, but I'm sure she will be turning heads once she does. Moving on to Kim's younger sister, Kylie. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are apparently taking a break. Their on-again, off-again relationship has been flipped to the off position. Yes, a source confirmed to people that the Kylie Cosmetics mogul, quote, is not with Travis right now, and added that the two spent the holidays apart, but, quote, they have split several times in the past, and this is probably not the end of their relationship, end quote. The source also shared that right now, it appears Kylie is ready to focus more on her kids and business while Travis, quote, likes to party. They definitely have different focuses. They always did. End quote. The two have been off and on since 2017 and share a four-year-old daughter and an almost one-year-old son. That's all we have from Kardashian land for now. So consider yourself caught up with a K. There were no white wedding dresses on the red carpet last night as the premiere for Amazon's newest rom-com, Shotgun Wedding, brought stars Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel out for a night of celebration. This film is produced by Lopez and the ever-hilarious Ryan Reynolds, so I, for one, cannot wait to see it when it comes out on January 27th. In the meantime, the reigning queen of rom-coms looked flawless last night, and here to give us all the details is People's senior reporter, Lene Brody, who was there trying not to be blinded by Lopez's sparkle. Lene, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It just seemed like a fun night on the red carpet, which is not always the case, right? (laughs) No, it's not. And it was so fun. I mean, Jennifer Lopez is such an icon and I don't really get that like, oh my gosh, moment. But seeing her really was, she's just as beautiful, just as graceful in person. And it was really an honor chatting with her. I love it. Well, Jennifer Coolidge is also in this film and making the award show circuit. Was she out and about for this film? And do we know where Ben was? Yeah, so Ben actually showed up after the carpet. You know, the cast also includes Coolidge, Sonia Braga, Cheech Marin, Selena Tan, Darcy Carden, Callie Hernandez. Lenny Kravitz, Steve Coulter, but we could go on and on about who was there. I also have to say just a moment that maybe people didn't put two and two together. Chris Kattan was there who used to date 
date Jennifer Coolidge. And I saw them talking for a while. Chris even introduced his new girlfriend to her. I thought that was a kind of a fun moment. I love that. Well, Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Lopez seem like, you know, two actors that would just be fun together for this kind of film. So did either of them speak to you about what it was like working with each other? And can you share with us more about, you know, the story behind the film? Well, obviously I had to ask both of them about it because they both went on to get married after this film separately, not together. And I thought that was kind of <laughs> fun thing. They spent all this time together and they both became newlyweds again. So of course I had to ask them about that. I got to catch up with Zumel on the carpet before for the film. And he told people actually on the TV show in March that he had one of the most fun times ever making the film. He said, quote, JLo is like a, she is a boss in the best way. And to boot, it's a funny bonkers movie, he said. On the carpet, he reiterated <laughs> that sentiment to me, talking about how it was almost too easy and too fun to make this film. And they all live together. Like, how, how fun is that? Just good times. Well, now on to the queen. You spoke to Jennifer on the carpet, Jennifer Lopez, that is, and had a real intimate moment with her. So let's listen to what she had to say. I put my best foot forward as much as I can. I, I'm, I'm not one to kind of share my angst. I don't feel like that's my kind of life as a performer. You kind of always show the best of you. But I'm a human being like everybody else, and I like suffer in silence at times. Really? Lene, you sound almost shocked with her answer to your question. I mean, to hear Jennifer Lopez say she has insecurities, like, I wasn't expecting that. My reaction was very genuine. JLo doesn't open up like that to just anybody, so kudos for you. Thank you. But both JLo and Josh Dumel have some similarities in real life. Jennifer said in one interview that the film is about finding love, the search for that person. And as you said earlier, both Josh and Jennifer got married in the last year, you know, finding their person. So take us through just the tidbits, a recap of, of their wedding situations. Yeah, so she was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. Uh, somehow she squeezed this in pre-post premiere. I don't even know. <laughs> but luckily, Jimmy films right across the street. So she talked about her wedding and she said, quote, we were planning to get married in August in Savannah. The family was going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. And it was so stressful. And one day, Ben just says, F it. Let's just go to Vegas and get married tonight. And I was just like, this is crazy. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Dumel was literally like the Ben Affleck of their wedding in the movie. Ooh, but go on to Dumel. What about his relationship with wife Audra Marie? Well, first of all, she is gorgeous. She came as his plus one to the LA premiere last night, and they looked so happy, so in love, also newlyweds. They've been basking in their own bliss since this past September. Josh has said about Audra before, quote, I knew that she was the one early on, which, oh my gosh, how sweet is that? While Josh called it an amazing day on Instagram when he got married, there was a bit of a hiccup. As the Transformer star recalled to Vogue Australia, he ended up in the emergency room after throwing out his back, pulling some wild moves on the party bus that night before. Oh my gosh. Josh <laughs> joked that being able to still walk down the aisle after hurting his back was his favorite part of the wedding, but luckily he wasn't too injured. He said, the wedding came eight months after Josh and Otter, who started dating, by the way, in 2019. I love them together. They were so cute. She loves him. He loves her. They were having a great night. It was really cute. Family night for everybody. Oh, fun. Lene, well, thank you so much for being here and for breaking this night down for me. And everyone, get ready for Shotgun Wedding coming out on Amazon on January 27th.
This last story is going to start off a bit heavy, you guys, but trust me, I promise it ends on a much lighter note, actually several notes and a few chords. Isaiah Garza recently took to Instagram to share the story of Delilah, a little girl who has been battling cancer for the past four years. She's had her ups and downs, but still has one of the biggest smiles you'll ever see. And thanks in part to the Kindness Foundation, Delilah received a very special video from Tom Higginson, the singer-songwriter from the plain white tees. Delilah has been a fan of the song Hey There Delilah for obvious reasons and she was sent a personal video from Higginson. What's up Delilah? It's Tom from Plain White Tees. I hear you're a big fan of our song Hey There Delilah so figured that I would play for you right now. So here we go. Higginson starts strumming along to the opening chords when he pauses for a moment and has a better surprise. Actually, you know what? I got a better idea. Hang on a second. Oh my God! Yep, out from the wall walks in Higginson with his guitar and wearing the same clothes from the video. Very well done. And he gives Delilah her own personal concert right there in the hospital room. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. I mean, Delilah and her family can't believe it. Oof, you got to watch this video. I hope that was something to make you smile and maybe even tear up a little bit there. Hey there, Delilah. We love you over here at People Every Day. So beautiful. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks as always for letting me be a part of your afternoon. And we'll do it all again tomorrow for your Friday edition of People Every Day. 